Welcome to the Motorcycle Scoop. It's a podcast about motorcycles and ice cream. <laughs> I'm Lynn. I'm Motorcycle Chris. This is the Motorcycle <laughs> Scoop. <laughs> I did so good. You did, yeah, that so was perfect. Good. That was perfect. Uh, so we're at my brother's place recording. That's good. Thanks, Brendan. A lot of motorcycle news going on, so I thought we'd just dive right into it. And uh, Was there a lot of motorcycle news? There was. Are you ready for it? Well, I showed up. I'm clocked in, so I'm ready. You t- you hit the time card. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. She's punched in. Punching that thing. Okay. So last week, a uh, safety report finally came out on the crash that occurred during the filming of Deadpool two back in 2017. Oh, I did. Um, I did see that movie. Are you a Marvel universe? Yeah. Does uh, yeah. Deadpool even count as like Marvel universe? I mean, though I mean, it's not like you I, know, like the Avengers or like I think, Iron Man. I think it. It, I mean, it is like a Marvel item, but I think Fox puts out the. Does Fox do the dead? Fox Deadpool? definitely. Fox definitely okay. does the Deadpool. I think like is with, it a different studio. I think it's like in conjunct, like partnered. With, okay. Yeah. Okay, because it's definitely twentieth century Fox. It's rated R. Uh, yeah. There's some. There's some. some I language. I think Deadpool is so fun. Like yeah, those the are Deadpool great. movies are so good. I think they're fantastic because you don't. It's not like as intense as like some of like the Thor ones or whatever like it's pretty whimsical yeah uh, which I like. like definitely with like Deadpool Guardians of the Galaxy like those are some of my favorite Marvel movies because yeah. they're like slightly more adult almost I don't yeah. want to not like I'm a, oh I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with you I think right yeah and yeah we did I thought it was okay I didn't, I didn't like it as I much as Deadpool so no no Deadpool is so good though um, That's super funny I, I will I, not Maybe because I don't remember, but I don't. I don't remember hearing about a motorcycle crash when the movie um, like I don't, a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I don't remember that either. So it was in 2017. So I'll I'll go to the initial articles that came out when it happened and kind of just do, do like a recap, and then I'll tell you what the updated what the, what the report found. So essentially, um, the stunt right stunt woman's name was Joy S J Harris, and they were filming up in Vancouver. Uh, for Deadpool uh, 2. That's in Canada. That's in Canada. Yeah. Yep. Eh? So yeah, in between gravy fries and being in the woods. I mean, British Columbia, I don't know if they do poutine over there. It is like above the West Coast, so I don't know if that's like a poutine area, but... I don't know. I've been to Vancouver, though. It's really uh, it's really awesome. So uh, here's a crash uh, description. Uh, this is from Deadline.com. Uh, a temporary work site had been set up to record a film scene for a movie production. The site had been cordoned off from general public and traffic by the Vancouver Police Department. The worker had been rehearsing a stunt scene that involved driving a Ducati 939 Hyperstrata, so tall bike, out of the open doors of a building, across a concrete pad, and down a ramp that had been built over three stairs and coming to a stop on the stair landing. During the first shooting of the scene, the stunt driver continued driving beyond the planned stopping spot on the stairway and continued to drive down a second ramp built over the bottom stairs and across the roadway. Essentially, the motorcycle struck the concrete curb and the worker was thrown off the motorcycle and propelled through a plate glass window of a building. So this isn't part of the stunt? Like, this is the accident? That wasn't supposed to happen. Okay. No, well, she wasn't I supposed know. to go so through a plate glass this window. This is that... She went like past where she was supposed to stop. Yeah, with she the, was supposed and it to kept stop. The bu- so she kept riding and got injured like at the end. Yeah, she, okay. well, she died. She died. Okay. She died. The maneuver 
a source close to the production said the maneuver was never more than 15 kilometers per hour, uh, which is like a little bit less than 10 miles an hour. She rode on a flat surface through two open doors and then turned left and went out of camera range. Her exit was a safety ramp to a big platform where the bike was supposed to stop, but she overshot the platform, hit a curve, and was thrown from the bike through a glass window. Oh, Harris awesome. was an experienced motorcycle rider, but this was like her first stunt. Oh. Um, the guy that they're quoting said the rumors that she was not qualified for the job and was hired only because she was black and was doubling for an actress of mixed race who was also uh, black are untrue. To say an unqualified person was put in this position is absolutely untrue. The source said she was the best candidate for the job. So, so some people are saying that... Some people say that she wasn't the best candidate for the job and some people are saying, hey, she you know, was. that she was... I think any situation where, like, obviously a fatality happened with this accident, some people are going to, like, defend their decision to, ha to like, cast her, and some people will obviously be, like, because of the accident that happened that she shouldn't have been hired. Right. It's always, like, there's probably well, going to be mixed opinions with that. With You're right. So the, I found a story in uh, the from HollywoodReporter.com that I've was... I've heard of that. Um, this was again in 2017. Okay. You know, so this guy, Conrad Paul Masano, says she was a highly qualified motorcycle racer, but not an experienced stunt person. Um, and this guy, you know, has like 47 years in the entertainment industry, uh, has worked on a, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of films. It's my understanding that she reported to be a pro racer, he says, but she rode 300cc motorcycles. The one she crashed was like a, it was a hyperstrata. Like, like a 939. something? Okay, yeah, yeah, it was much bigger and like... Uh, you know, I, I don't think she was unqualified, I, and... If she's a skilled racer, I don't think... I think she's perfectly capable of riding, like, a nine... Like, that Ducati versus her, her, her race bike. Yeah. Like, that, I don't think, is the issue. Because I could get on a bike that's more than double the cc's of my bike, I'm perfectly capable of riding that bike. Yeah. But obviously, if she's a racer, that doesn't mean she's a stunt woman. Well, I mean, so if it's like a low-speed low stop maneuver yeah like so do you remember when we went to see we went to see a stunt team we went to see uh grimco at barnstorm cycles right and like do you remember how those guys were like they were doing like you know it was a dyna stunt show and they would like head towards the the barricade because they were cordoned off and then they would like like slide and like spin around really quick and stuff like that and like i don't think that if you're a motorcycle racer necessarily you know how to do those kind of like more technical maneuvers yeah do you I, know mean, what I mean does that make sense i, I get what you're saying but yeah. obviously like i mean the girl I, knew motorcycles I, you know i mean she's been racing for you know, I, I don't know if she would have signed up for the job knowing she couldn't do it, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure she had confidence in herself to be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, well, I don't think confidence is in the... I mean, I would have taken that job and been like, yeah, I can drive through a pair of double doors and I'll stop before the curve. Do you know what I mean? Um, but when I filmed the Men's Warehouse commercial, they were like, okay, like, this time overtake the car. And, like, they would give me direction at each take. And, you know, that was a that was a very standard thing but those like like these production teams like don't they don't really even know motor like nobody on set knew motorcycles at all and they were just like you can do this right and i was like yeah this is my bike i can put it anywhere you want you know what i mean like first weave and then go faster and then go fast for the car and like you know there was a stoplight ahead of us so like i would like overtake the car and then have to like 
jam on the brakes and like it definitely was a little bit out of my comfort zone to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like racing has so much skill involved with it that for what they're saying the stunt was, it seems like she probably was qualified to do it. It just obviously something went wrong. I mean, they said this was her first stunt. Hey, you have to have your first gig at some point. I mean, obviously it's tragic of what happened with her, but everybody has to get their first job at some point doing something. Melissa Stubbs, who has more than 200 IMDb credits and was Margot Robbie's double for Motorcycle Sense and Suicide Squad, she was willing to do the job. You know, so there were other people that were arguably more qualified to do this. But, I mean, it doesn't sound like it was really all that technical. Uh, According to The Hollywood Reporter, another stunt industry veteran with knowledge of the production and incidents empathetic about what happened. It absolutely could have been prevented. Joy was totally unqualified and never should have been there or put in that position. Uh, She'd never been in a film or done any sort of stunt. She was just a girl from Brooklyn who liked to road race, which was not remotely similar to what was required for the shots. She didn't have the experience or skills for the job they brought in for. I don't know if I I agree with that or not. I mean, I feel like it's unfair to call her a girl from Brooklyn who liked to road race. Yeah, does that have any of uh, racism and misogyny Isn't she a legitimate... Racer, I believe, like, yeah, I believe she's like a legitimate. Who like to ro- uh, yeah, I feel like that was that's kind of dismissive. Um, I agree. That's that's not. I don't think that statement yeah. is cool. Yeah, no wonder he didn't uh, give his name. Uh, other stunt insiders reach for common agree. I do tons of NASCAR stuff, and I have hired real NASCAR drivers to do work, and they end up wrecking the cars. So Steve Kelso, a member of the Stunt Men's Association, I need to sign up for that. Uh, Four-year <laughs> veteran of the film and TV industry. I can't tell you how much different it is doing stunts with motorcycles than just riding where the aim is to go really, really fast. I'm a professional race yeah, car obviously. driver. Yeah, but and, and I think that's kind of the point that I'm making. Like, I'm a professional, what does he say? I'm a professional race car driver, but it's just day and night. There's no comparison. Being a professional motorcycle rider is only half the job. The other half is knowing all the perimeters. I mean, maybe she hasn't been doing stunts on a movie before, but I mean, she was probably hoping that this was going to be her break into yeah. it or something, you know, her first I think it was job. just a freak accident, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't know if it was like rider, operator, you know, issue or like the bike issue. I don't know. I don't so know. I don't know anything well, about the She wasn't accident. wearing a helmet. And some, some people have asked why she wasn't wearing a helmet. The ostensible reason is that the character she was doubling for uh, the girl Domino, who was like I know superpowers, the superpowers, like, really know lucky. The, I yeah. do know the movie. I know the character in the movie. She yeah. didn't have one, but apparently there's a way to create a helmet with like hair. Do you know what I mean? Like even like a little skull rocker and put like some hair on it. And because I think it's I. I mean, I know nothing about being in a movie or doing stunts in a movie or anything, so I don't want to pretend I know about that. We're just talking about this, but right. I think it's really irresponsible to. You know, not have the character wearing a helmet in the movie. Right. So the report that just came out last week is essentially 20th Century Fox committed several safety errors, according to WorkSafe BC, and those were the investigators that you know in- investigate. Crash. <laughs> yeah. Two years later, um, you know, they alleged the studio made a long list of errors, including failing to assess the risks of the stunt, failing to allow her to wear a helmet, and failing to set up barriers that would have kept her motorcycle inside the film set. So the Which agency all said it is very now, reasonable. Yeah. So the agency said it is now considering what penalty uh, should be assessed. There so, should there should be a penalty for that. Like yeah. I feel like obviously it could have been her fault in a sense because she's riding the motorcycle. Well, I mean, but yeah, it's at the, the end of the day, it's her fault. But I mean, I'm not going to say it's this, Fox's you know I mean? fault for putting her like in right. an unsafe for situation. Allowing because if, if if it's on Fox's watch, it's like yeah. Know, 
Um, Even if she's not going to ride a helmet, there could have been things to be yeah. done to make and, and it more her family safe. did pursue like a settlement and they got like a settlement or something like that um good they should get a settlement yeah. according to the report several other stunt performers saw harris stabbing or grabbing at the motorcycle's brakes during rehearsals causing the bike to skid unsafely uh an additional ramp was added to give her more room to brake safely before the fatal stunt occurred uh the report cites a regulation that mandated that riders wear helmets following the crash all stunt performers wore helmets during motorcycle shots so you know it sounds like she was visibly unsafe on the bike. Yeah. And, you know, and I, you know I, I don't begrudge her for just being like, no, I can do this, I can do this. Like, that kind of tenacity is what makes, I think, motorcycle riders, motorcycle riders. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and it's like that, that even, sense of, like, defiance. And, and like, like, an actor in general. Like, yeah. I feel like people... I mean, like, to, be a, to be a motorcycle racer, you have to be tenacious. And you have to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, I, can, I know I can do this, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, a 10-mile-per-hour crash is like just for anybody who's thinking about maybe i won't wear my helmet like this girl died going 10 miles an hour without a helmet so i think that's kind of important to mention too and i'm happy that like 20th century fox is going to get penalized for it because it's like who you know and in none of the articles i could find nobody was like the studio said that she couldn't wear a helmet or that she was like hey can i get a helmet or um, uh, to be fair, like, I'm sure if this is her first, like, gig on a movie set, and if they're not giving her a helmet, she's probably not like, um, excuse me, can yeah, I get a helmet? She's yeah. probably like, well, this must be how it goes and how it is. Like, who knows, like, really what happened, but I think it's right. so irresponsible. Especially to, if, if it's your first time on the set. It's like, yeah. you don't know. You're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing this. Yeah. I had to wear a helmet because the model I was stunning for had a full head of hair. <laughs> so, And I just think it's stupid that... I don't think it would have taken away from anything in the movie for someone on a motorcycle to be wearing a helmet. No, <laughs> no, no. And like the, and they said that like the only reason why she wasn't wearing a helmet was because the character wasn't. And it's like, well, why is it the character yeah. not wearing a helmet? Very sad. It's yeah. all very, very sad. And I'm, it, it's awful that that happened to her. Like her family, like, is without her now, and yeah. that's so awful. And to think that. If maybe she was just wearing a helmet, it all could have been perfected. I think if she was wearing a helmet, yeah. she'd be alive. You know, and you're mandated to. So where is her helmet? Like, where yeah. are the people who, you know, there has to be, like, lawyers and stuff. Like, it's 20th Century Fox. Like, they have to know, like, hey, like, follow the rules when you're in British Columbia or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just crazy. I don't like it. Shame on Fox for, hmm? like, letting that happen. Yeah. And the hyper, the, was it the hyperstrata? Yeah, a lot of people like super, like race like race it for like supermoto. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's tall and lean, uh, and it's definitely definitely different from like a three hundred cc motorcycle. I mean, I'm sure. Let's see what else do I have for you. Okay, also last week, luxury electric motorcycle company files for bankruptcy after crowdfunding one million dollars. This is according to electrek.com uh, and also motorcyclenews.com. So this was the Arc Vector, which I admit I've never heard of. So it was one of the flashiest, wildest, and most expensive electric motorcycles of the year. It is now set to become none of those things as the company files for bankruptcy. So this was meant to be like an ultra-premium electric motorcycle. It put out 127 horsepower. That's a lot. And had a top speed of like 150 miles per hour. Hmm. It's ugly. It's <laughs> come on. What do you think of that? We're gonna post a picture of it on the Instagram. I think it's kind of cool looking. That is. I mean, it looks like if a praying mantis was made into like some kind of vehicle. <laughs> 
It is hideous. It is not my uh, bag, that's for no, sure. No, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, well, I, don't I guess know. I'm I don't not buying that. the luxury electric motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, if only, if only they'd had you... <laughs> On the board of directors? Yeah, Here, yeah. here, this thing is ugly. Uh, <laughs> everyone, stop! <laughs> stop production, this thing sucks. Stop everything! <laughs> <laughs> you could have saved uh, everyone a bit of money. Uh, the Arc Vectors... Zero to sixty miles per hour acceleration was rated at two point seven. Um, That's pretty fast. And this guy says, like, oh, I even gave it a shout. The guy's writing the article. I even gave it a shout out at the coming soon section of my yearly industry guidebook. Well, I guess his guidebook ain't yeah. getting the subscribers that they needed. <laughs> you know, it was supposed to be like the next big thing, but it was it, the price tag was one hundred fourteen thousand dollars. But well, there you go. And, but... there, and, and there's the rub. Yeah, um, you can get like. A home for that much money. I mean, it, it, you could get so many motorcycles for that. And much this guy's money. like, this guy goes. Speaking of the price, that could have been its undoing. And it's like, yeah, no yeah shit. I think it was definitely its undoing. It also had like a ton of, uh, it had a ton of tech too. It had uh, a microwave. It had uh, a bunch of carbon fiber on it. It had a chocolate fountain. It had a, it had a bunch of. <laughs> A crock pot. These are the type of technology I'm into. I know. This is what you would like. It had a bunch of carbon fiber. It had a, a, I don't care about a bunch that. of smart accessories like uh, HUD-enabled helmet and haptic feedback jacket for rider awareness cues. I don't like that. I mean, that sounds... Science uh, has gone too far. That sounds crazy. Um, but they had just crowdfunded... Um, like a million dollars. What but happens when you think to about that, that money? But that's only like that's only that's not even ten of their bikes. I don't know what they were gonna do with that million dollars. Well, no, and I wonder like who like in this age maybe of, investors who in this age of like motorcycles thinks oh. that one hundred and fourteen dollar one hundred fourteen thousand dollar electric motorcycle is like a, a smart thing to do. do Jay Leno, like. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, that's who the that's who the customer base is. The customer base would be me. like, no, it would be like Jay Leno or something like that. And it's just like, uh, I mean, what the fuck is an Arc Vector? I don't know. So Lotus, you know, do you remember when Lotus made their motorcycle? It was a seal. It's called the C Dash One. It's a super bike. No, I don't remember. And that was one hundred thirty-seven thousand. And they only made a hundred. I don't think Lotus cars are that much money. <laughs> uh, they're not. No, they're, they're like not. the cheapest they're luxury. Like, they're like sixties like and seventies, I think. I mean, like in terms life. of like those type of cars, right, like right, right, Lotuses right. are but, cheap. But my point is that like Lotus is like an established company. company. Yeah. So like if Lotus makes a limited run of and uh, people don't super bikes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, no, I mean, like they all sold, you know, and they're it's actually oh, a beautiful I'm bike. I'm looking at it's it. It's a beautiful bike. It's interesting. But my point is, like, Lotus is like a, like James Bond drove a Lotus car. Uh, you understand my point? It's like Lotus is like an established thing. So if, if Lotus comes up out with something like that, it's a collector's item because there's only a hundred of them. Yeah. And people will pay one hundred thirty-seven thousand, even though it was it was a super bike, but it really because of the because of the geometry, it like really was more of like a drag bike. Yeah, like no, it's definitely like a, a like, race bike situation. Yeah, but like in a straight line, I guess like it doesn't corner. I don't think I could reach the handlebar. Like, right. Well, it's a, yeah. No, I know. I know. I mean, it's a, the Lotus is absolutely beautiful, but it's like it serves no you know real motorcycling purpose. It's something to just kind of had. So if Lotus is putting something out like that, that's one thing. But this is just like a random company in like Wales. That's like, well, we're going to make these and you're going to pay $114,000 for it. And then they wonder why, like... And the thing is, this isn't a limited edition 
item either. This is something that they're trying to make a company out of. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm sure they're yeah. not making it. They weren't going to, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the production numbers were going to be small. Yeah. No, I'm but just it's like, not like when Lexus puts something yeah, out. Yeah, I'm just comparing it to this other bike that's, you know, very expensive. Like, yeah. this, these other, like, this Lotus bike was a limited edition, like, numbered item. This is just some expensive bike that they were hoping a lot of people would buy. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we'll just make it and, uh, Hope for the best. you know. So, I mean, crowdfunding has worked for other motorcycle companies. You know, there's a lot of startups and stuff, especially in the electric bike industry. But, hey, come on. The bad like, part is, like, I get how we want to move, like, into the future with that stuff. But with so many people doing it, it's only going to prove not successful for right. a lot of well, them. It's like, and it's like, who? I don't know these guys. Okay, ARC's founder, Mark Truman, was previously the head of Jaguar's white space. And Jaguar. And out of the box, and out of the box <laughs> ideas division. Hey, where, where do you work in the company? I'm in the out of the yeah, box ideas like, division. Yeah, it's like, like well, okay. It has, oh, it had a 362 mile range. That's a good amount. And if you use a fast charger, you're fully powered up in just 45 minutes. So, I mean, like, all good technology do you know what I mean but it's like yeah. you still have to understand what you're what you're asking people to buy or you know what I mean like what you're asking them to I do. think a lot of you know? electric motorcycles are really gonna struggle if they're not in the price range of like under twenty thousand dollars yeah like no, it has to be I mean how do you look at what has happened to be to the accessible li- like look what happened to the live wire yeah like, how many of those have you seen you know well, the thing is I've heard so many good things about them except for the price the price yeah no one's gonna buy one I don't, I've never seen one out. No. I've only I, seen, I have like, seen zeros. I've seen, like, We saw zero, a zero at the DGR, remember? It went right and past that was the and only. That's the only zero I've ever seen, like, out in the real world. They really have to get the price down, or no yeah. one is going to buy them. And you need charging stations, you know, if you need more Everywhere. charging. Yeah, you People need won't even let you charge your phone, let alone your motorcycle. <laughs> like, I can't charge my phone in a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And, like, what if I'm far from home yeah. and I can't charge this thing? Well, the thing is, it, it's the reality of it's, like, you really have to plan, like... Yeah. It's like being on house I, arrest. Where am I going to go out today? Well, yeah. I can't go this far because I have a fucking electric right. motorcycle. Yeah. Or, <laughs> guys, <laughs> you know, you bring an extension cord with you and you're plugged into the... Uh, you know, and you're plugged into the thing for a couple hours. Or it's it's just, I think it takes away a lot of, like, I'm going to be so, like, spontaneous and adventure, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, with my bike, I can do whatever I want. I just have to, put ga- I have yeah. to put gas. Yeah. And I get great gas mileage on my bike. And yeah. it's like, well, I have my fucking electric motorcycle. Well, I guess <laughs> I'm going to go about an hour away. And back, maybe. Yeah, it definitely it, tethers you. I think it tethers you. It's to, a legitimate tether. Yeah. On your fun. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you really have to plan everything that you're gonna do. There's no just like, oh, let's meet up and you know do whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, did you plug it in the night my, before? Yeah. My electric motorcycle gets 200 I mean, miles. I get, what can we do? I get anxiety about my. Senna battery in my yeah. helmet, like the Bluetooth headset in my helmet. I'm like, oh fuck, like, did I charge it? Did I like, charge yeah. it? I don't Last know. night, you know, like I always like make sure I, okay, like, you know, plug it in before bed. And yeah. uh, this is another thing to have to worry about. It's another know? thing that you have to charge. Yeah. I mean, 
People can't even go with their phone being on low battery, let right, alone your right. fucking motorcycle. <laughs> it just... Do you think, you think, it's a good idea. It's I wonder just, if the Arc Vector had like a low power mode. The way, uh, hi! 20%. Uh, so we're just all You're dead, off. though. <laughs> I, I, it's just... It's just ridiculous to me. I get that in the world we need more like electric options. Yeah, for I mean things. we're not we're, we're not we're not climate change deniers. Climate no, change is no. real. Uh, I I fully get that like an electric motorcycle is a thing that kind of needs to happen yeah, and should, should be have. around. Yeah, but it's not priced for me. Right, it's not meant for my type of riding. It it's not for me yet. Whether it will be at some point in the future, yeah, maybe. But I mean, unless this motorcycle is gonna be under ten thousand dollars, it look <laughs> really cool, and I can go far on it. Okay, so there is an IRS tax credit. Uh, it's for between twenty five hundred to seventy five hundred per new electric vehicle. <sighs> so it essentially can't per counts new... as an electric vehicle, yeah. even though it's an electric motorcycle. Yeah, so it's an electric vehicle. So it does. You personally get a government. Subsidy. You get a tax credit for each new one purchased. What are you listening to? What is that? Don't worry about it. You'll okay. know in a minute. So apparently the subsidy Once the advertisement's over, you're, you'll hear it. Um, so, you know, other companies, Germany has incentives for plug-in electric vehicles. Um, in Germany, the amount of the subsidy will be reduced once... I don't know what this is a reference to. Oh my god, Chris is a square! What is this? Oh, nice. <laughs> this should just be the outro. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I... I'll wait till you're done. <laughs> well, I got a true kick out of that. Alright, so. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, the tax credit is between 2500 and 7500 for every uh, new electric vehicle purchased in the U.S. starting January 1st, 2019. There you have it. So you can get, like, a credit because you yeah. bought an electric motorcycle. Yeah. So but it's still, like, a, I don't know. I mean, it's still it's not still, enticing. Yeah, 2500 off of yeah. 114000 is still... Uh, what a deal. <laughs> <laughs> They're really just giving it to us now. It's still out of my... It's still definitely out of my range. Yeah, so the last last news story of the of the week, uh, tariffs on European Union power sports products denied. Um, denied. Denied. Uh, the reason, so the Trump administration picked a fight with the EU over uh, airplane subsidies. Um, there's like the Airbus, which is in competition with Boeing, and essentially like it's. I'm not going to get into it, but. Apparently both sides. I feel like are, every plane I I'm on is an Airbus. It always yeah. says that, um, like in the little safety thing. Right. Um, so the thing that I read basically said that both of these uh, airplane manufacturers are acting inappropriately, and like they both need to stop. Anyway, um, so Trump decides to, um, you know, that he's going to uh, to impose tariffs. Let's see. The proposed tariffs of up to 100% on motorcycles, parts, and accessories arriving from European Union countries. This would have devastating effects on motorcycle manufacturers, uh, especially OEMs from Italy, Ducati, Aprilia, Moto Guzzi, uh, KTM, BMW, uh, and Triumph. 
Like um, every there were certain <laughs> motorcycle there, company. So on the actual units, there were like there were certain restrictions on like how many CCs, um, but it was also like parts and accessories and everything. John Hinn, CEO of KTM, said we've been actively engaged in this dispute from day one, both in Washington, D.C. and also in Europe, to protect our dealers, support the motorcycle industry, and allow our customers to continue to ride experience, uh, and experience motorcycling. They were freaking out because they have a new 690 Supermoto that comes, like, that. remember I brought it to the uh, Wild Rabbit. So they had, new in 2019, they had a 690 Supermoto that would have fell in this category, and the tariff uh, would have okay. been like 100% on it. Oh, so this guy, Scott Schlogel, who's a senior vice president for government relations at the MIC, he said he wanted to thank Congressman Tim Wahlberg and Congressman Michael Burgess, who are the co-chairs of the Congressional Motorcycle Caucus. Did you know the U.S. Congress had a Congressional Motorcycle Caucus? Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So anyway, so this guy... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Riveting. Uh, so anyway, these two guys uh, sent a letter to the United States uh, Trade Representative opposing additional tariffs. Uh, which are taxes paid by American consumers. Like, just to be clear. Hey, man, I pay my fucking taxes. Yeah, a tariff is a tax. Like, the consumer pays them. It's not like, yeah, like, it's like a big fuck you to uh, whoever your dispute is with, but ultimately it's the consumer who pays It's a it. fuck you to us. Yeah, it's, it's a like, fuck you to us. How about you pay double? It's like, how about no? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was a big crisis uh, avoided. Uh, it's worth noting both of those guys are Republicans, uh, and they they fought against uh, the administration's um, uh, proposed tariffs. So maybe we, someday we can get the Congressional Motorcycle Caucus on the podcast. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, they probably like vanilla ice cream also. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, are you done with the news? You want to eat some ice cream? Yeah, I um, I have ice cream. Ice cream time. Okay, it's shielded by this bag. Okay, do you want me to close my eyes while you're opening it? Because um, it's a clear bag. So. It's a Shaw's bag, so it's... <laughs> Beige. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely not. Uh... It's a beige Shaw's bag. Whoa. Okay, there definitely looks. Oh, I think I just got my hair in the lid. Is this? Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, I have really long hair. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a butterscotch kind of a thing. It looks like it's got vanilla bean specks, so it kind of looks like it looks like a vanilla. With like some beans in it. Oh, that's it's either a caramel. Not. That's either a caramel or a butterscotch one. I thought you were really gonna like this one. I got it Ooh. thinking you were gonna really like it. So there's definitely coffee in there, right? Yes. Okay. You love coffee. I'm gonna say this is coffee with like a butterscotch. That's butterscotch. It's not caramel. There's right? two ice cream flavors. Oh, it's pale. It is paler than the coffee color. But it wouldn't be vanilla. You wouldn't... No, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't uh, just let <laughs> Eventually, me... though, I will have to get stuff that has vanilla ice cream in it, I think, because, mm -hmm. like, so much stuff has vanilla ice cream in it, but I'm trying to avoid that right now because the well has not run dry yet. All right, I give up. Lay it on me. Okay. It is Ben & Jerry's Cold Brew Caramel Latte. Ooh. This is an exclusive flavor. I know that because it says it on the lid. It definitely, I can see that now. It's yeah. cold brew and sweet cream ice creams with a salted caramel swirl. Oh, so it's like little, salted oh, it's like little, salt now, it's yeah. like little coffee flecks. Which those are I coffee flecks. Okay, was, I was um, what those were. Like vanilla beans. You're gonna like this. Try this. I mean, once you get your hair out of it. 
Adds no additional nutrients. No. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. I love coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I love coffee ice cream. Yeah. And you know how I feel about, like, I don't usually like salted caramel. Now, oh, you I claim love, to have invented it. I love it. salted caramel. I've been putting on salt on my caramel for a long time. <laughs> so she's invented I'm an, I'm an innovator. Yeah. I don't think you can claim... This is really good. I kind of wish it was just this coffee ice cream, though. We don't yeah, need this the, sweet cream, but yeah, I bet... So I think that's my... I think that would be my one criticism, is that, like... It doesn't need it. But I think they're trying to go for, like, maybe cream and coffee, maybe, type of thing. Like I don't know. cafe con leche kind of thing. Are you ready? I've been trying to not, like, avoid getting Ben & Jerry's because... I mean, there's so many other like brands at the store. Yeah, but you're this trying was, to, you're trying to the, you're you're in it for the little guy. Yeah, but even though like Ben and Jerry's has a lot of like cool flavors, I've been yeah. trying to not get them. But at least I lasted a while before I finally got like a Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yeah. But this this and is to a, be fair, I think those guys are really nice, right? As far as I like, know, I didn't mean to call them like they're not like the Coke brothers of ice cream. Do you know what I mean? Uh, what do you think about this, Chris? You ready for my rating? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say four spoons. Woo! I think this is my highest rating yet. I think it is. Um, and probably just because of the salted caramels, I didn't get the five because I think the cold brew ice cream. If this was like a like, basic ice cream on its own, the cold no, brew flavor. No, I think there was something else in there maybe. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe like a chocolate fudge or something? Maybe, yeah. Maybe something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe like some cannoli frosting or something. I have yeah. no idea. But well, Ben and Jerry's that... really fucked it up. You yeah. could have had a five spoon over here. <laughs> <laughs> the closest we've ever come. Um, yeah, no. I uh, If you put Briar's all-natural vanilla in front of me right now. Would you pick this? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, actually, I probably would pick this Ooh, one. Yeah. But so... that just could be because of the mood. Because I really like the cold brew. I know you love coffee. Like, you're yeah. always drinking coffee no matter what time it is. Like, you're a big coffee drinker and it yeah. alarms me. <laughs> like, sometimes of how much coffee you drink, just in my presence and how late at night sometimes it is. And I'm like, wow, you're drinking a lot of coffee. Yeah. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is fair. I'm going to continue to eat this after we've... Uh, what do you think? I I think I'm giving it also... Four spoons. Okay. So let's keep it from five for you. This sweet cream, like, ice cream swirl with it, it doesn't have any business in being in here. I mean, you know, I, I like it because it's like a it's, it's basic. It's getting close yeah, to vanilla. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's vanilla adjacent. Yeah. It's, it's not <laughs> bad. It's but if I had, like, the option, yeah. I would omit the sweet cream ice cream omit altogether. The sweet cream. Yeah. Get it out of here. Yeah. Have it, like, full of this cold brew and maybe I love the salted caramel swirl I could even do with a little bit more of that oh. and maybe like some like a, a little bit of chocolate shavings or something maybe like or something okay just like a a sprinkle not like a sprinkle because <laughs> they don't have that but not but not so much as a chip like, I don't need a whole chip. Yeah. I just want, like, a, a touch. Like, a shaving. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know, like, like a little Like a little curl. Of, uh, like yeah. a little curl. Like a, <laughs> that they, like, on the like, little like, cheese Like, whittling. Like, like, uh, like a little whittling. Yes. Um, yeah, the man is whittling the chocolate block yeah. right above this ice cream pint. Let's and the little if... chocolate shavings are fall cascading down on this Let's ice cream. Let's see if my brother has any chocolate that we can shave. <laughs> but... I think this was a really good ice cream. I'm a solid four, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. 
with a little bit of, you know, tweaking. Yeah. It could yeah. This go. This is the best one we've ever had. On the show, I, mean, I think this is probably one of the best ones we've this ever had. It's probably the had. best one we've had on the show, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that you liked it, and I think yeah. I... I wish I had taken a picture of the top, because it looked really good from the top. Yeah, it really did, and I fucked up by just, like, wanting to eat it immediately, <laughs> and I kind of did. I just want some clarification here. Chris said he would have chosen the ice cream that I purchased... Over, over vanilla, vanilla, if they were both placed in front of him. This is tonight. episode 10. This is the turning point. In reality, that didn't take me that long to get to this point. No. Only 10 episodes. <laughs> you only had to buy 10 bites of ice cream for Ice me. cream is not cheap, guys. Yeah. I just want you to know we're that. We're going to have a corporate card soon. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, till next time. Yeah. I like that ice cream. Um, all right. I'm Motorcycle Chris. She's Lil Lynn. Until next time, we'll uh, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.